Hello my fellow nerds and welcome to The Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise starting at the beginning of the official Star Trek chronology. My name is Gabe and I'm with my co-captain Jason. Make it so, Jason. Hey Mon Capitan, how are you? I couldn't be better, Jason. I'm here with you talking Star Trek. This is just my favorite night of the week, man. Yep. And my apologies, we've been on shore leave. Uh, I've been on shore leave, so that's why we have this break here. So we're resuming uh, recording as of the 30th of September. Yeah, so. well, well-deserved shore leave, I might add. So if you're just listening to the show for the first time, we've been listening to Star Trek Enterprise because that's the beginning of the official chronology. And we have worked our way all the way through to season three. And we've made it up to season three, episode 21. And this episode that we're talking about today is called E Squared. And so this entire season, the Enterprise has been trying to find and destroy a weapon made by an alien species known as the Zindi. And they've gone into the depths of an area of space called the Delphic Expanse. And they did find the weapon, but they decided they're going to negotiate with the Zindi. So the captain of the Enterprise, Captain Archer, is set to plead his case with the Zindi Council. Uh, He's made an alliance with one of the Zindi named Degra. And... Um, they are meant to rendezvous with Degra. They were going to take a subspace corridor uh, shortcut to get there because they were out of time and this corridor was supposed to be faster. This this corridor is defended by these Kovalans who are an aggressive species who basically shoot anyone who goes into this subspace when they go into this corridor they are in fact attacked by the Kovalans Uh, some strange stuff happens where another enterprise approaches them they make contact with this other enterprise they see that it's an NX-1 but it's modified and it's captained by a half Vulcan half human and it they find out that what happened was the first time that this chain of events happened, the enterprise went into like a wormhole and it shot them back in time 117 years. And that ship became a generational starship. And the enterprise, the old enterprise that's meeting up with them now has been waiting 117 years to basically meet up with this new enterprise so that they can destroy the Zindi weapon. So it's like this really bizarre situation where this ship, you know, everyone's long gone. The old Captain Archer's gone, Tucker's gone, except that Vulcan's being long-lived T'Pol is an old woman Vulcan. So there's two T'Pols in this episode. 
And as it turns out, this captain is the son of T'Pol and Tucker. And so this captain being half Vulcan as well is also long lived. He, he, um, he, you know, he's basically been there for the majority of, of this time. He, he remembers his dad, Tucker. We find out that his dad, Tucker died when he was 14 and they, um, they're, they're going to assist the enterprise by modifying their ship, the new enterprise by modifying their ship and saying like, Hey, you know, don't go through the corridor, fly around the corridor. We'll modify your ship to do this and you'll still make your rendezvous. It turns out though, what Lorian, who is this captain Tucker's son didn't tell them is there's a 22% chance that's going to destroy the ship to Paul knows this because to Paul knows everything. The old to Paul Paul knows this. Yeah. She, you know, she spills the beans and says, no, you should go through the corridor. Um, but Lorian is, doesn't want them to do this because he thinks that it's just gonna be an, uh, um, an endless loop of them going to the corridor, going through the wormhole, etc. Um, so Lorian is so against this plan, he actually steals new Enterprise's plasma injectors. Um, luckily, Captain Archer on new Enterprise is able to disable old Enterprise and puts Lorian in the brig. Uh, they have words they come to an agreement where they're going to try to stop the Zindi weapon together. So they, they both go into the corridor. Of course, the uh, Kovalans attack. And the, um, this, this old Enterprise, because it's just been around longer, it's, it's acquired better weapons, etc. Uh, they're, they're able to um, guard the the new enterprise and um they get them through the corridor new enterprise goes through the corridor they spit out the other end and they make it through without going into the wormhole and without going back in time but old enterprise does not make it through and we don't necessarily know if the Kovalans destroyed them perhaps maybe they went into the wormhole and back to the past who knows where they went uh they could be stuck in their own time loop but at the end of the episode they do meet up with degra and uh that's where the episode leaves off and and we assume you know pretty soon archer is going to be able to plead his case to this indie council so those are the broad strokes and uh jason i, I want to know what you think man i actually, i really liked this episode but i want to know what your opinion was First of all, uh, as always, <laughs> bravo, bravo. Uh, felt like I was, you know, uh, I got a really great playbill um, <laughs> on that. I'm um, working on trying to make it as succinct as possible. So More than a synopsis, more than a <laughs> synopsis. Um, uh, basically a walkthrough of the episode. That was great. Um, so... I I just had a couple of things. This was a I agree with you. This was an underrated I think it could, it's possibly it's a, it was an underrated episode at the time. 
Um, mixed yeah, mixed ratings. A, mixed ratings. Okay. I, and I and I and I and I could guess on why it got some mixed ratings. But for me as a fan, uh, did it do some fan service? Yes, it did. Um, there were a couple of episodes from uh, Deep Space Nine. This was really, really reminiscent of an episode, Deep Space Nine episode called Children of Time. Because um, it's it's sort of similar where the crew of the Defiant meet um, their descendants because they were thrown back in time and had to start lives over again. And it was also the ending in particular when uh, Enterprise Beta, I'm going to call it, uh, Lorian's Enterprise... Okay. Tractor beams Enterprise Alpha through the little wormhole, and they have to defend it. It reminded me of a Next Generation episode, a great Next Generation episode called Yesterday's Enterprise. And I was really, really hoping, just out of, you know, nostalgia, maybe a little cliche, maybe it was too chintzy or a little bit too, uh, you know... um, Maybe it's just a little bit too, eh, again, like cliche, I was hoping Lorian would say, let history never forget the name Enterprise, as they defended the Enterprise, the, uh, the Enterprise Alpha from the Kovalans. Okay. Um, so that's what Captain Picard says at the near the end of that episode. So I was hoping a little bit of a throwback to that, but didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> Small little thing, you know. A little cliche, little uh, not something that they would probably do. Um, and then uh, I thought David Andrews, the actor, I had to, I had to look him up. I had to find him. I thought he did an amazing job as Laurie. Yeah. Um, to Paul and Tripp's son, I uh, I was like, wow, where has he? Why hasn't he been? You know, why hasn't he played? Or why hasn't he been a recurring actor uh, in the Star Trek, you know, rotation? I wish he was, because I think this was the first, and maybe only time he's ever guest starred as a character on Star Trek. I'm not sure. Our listeners will let me know about that if I'm wrong. Uh, let us know. But I thought this was a really cool episode. Yeah, yeah. He had he had uh, serious like Daniel Craig vibes. Yes. Yeah. And he did look a little bit like uh Connor Trenier. He looked a little bit like uh Trip Tucker a Yeah. Bit. He did, yeah. Yeah, I thought what you I think? thought he did a great job. Um I I was holding back. I actually loved this episode. I, I thought it was so okay. good. Um I didn't I didn't think it came across as you know, corny or anything. I, I, I really loved it. And um, I, I was, my mind was blown because I was just like, just such a mind bending concept. You know, this ship pulls up next to you and it's been sitting there for 117 years. You know, obviously they were off doing stuff, surviving, but just the fact that they maintained their mission. Like, can you imagine if your life was on this generational ship? in your great grandfather because i think archer's great granddaughter was karen archer karen archer the first officer yeah um 
Yeah. How how detached you would be from that mission, and could you really even act on it? Like, you know, that's that's. I I couldn't even tell you my great grandfather's name, um, let alone like adhering to some mission that they set forth. You know, like and and to do it mm-hmm. with any sort of uh, discipline or, or um, you know what I mean? Like just to 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 follow through with it. Uh, it was just such a, a mind bending thing. Um, I, I think it would help with grandma to Paul there. Um, but, um, I just thought it was just such a cool concept. And, uh, so we didn't, I didn't say so. So Archer apparently had children within, um, a Karen, like yes. after that old enterprise went back in time, they rescued, in a Karen uh, from a spatial anomaly and apparently Archer and her and ended up together and had kids and now there's great grandkids from that union. So, so did, were you surprised that um, Reed didn't end up... I think Reed was the only one of the senior staff to not have... Yeah, yeah. A, a descendant, you know, offspring and then therefore descendants... And that the Reed line kind of came to an end. Because <laughs> if you remember Mayweather, Ensign Mayweather and uh, Sat, uh, Hoshi Sato were talking and they had found their, you know, descendants and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and then Reed comes in and is like, uh, no, it ended. <laughs> yeah. And di- didn't they say something like something about to the effect of like, well, you know, sometimes beta males just don't find their mate yeah. or something. Yeah. Just like, it was just, uh, you know, just icing on the cake. It was just like a gut punch to him. Just like. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. So this is the, uh, this is, what, what, was this the third time we've seen old to Paul? Um, yeah. I know we saw her take care of Archer uh when she, he pushes her out of the way and yeah, he gets Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that episode. And I want to say there was one more old Tapal. Well, there was like the Tapal ancestor who was like the real first contact. Right, right, right. But okay, so this was the only this was the only the second time we've met. I th- it's to my Paul. memory, yeah. Okay, okay. And you know me as a Back to the Future, you know, fan, I was like, oh, if she meets old to Paul, they could rip a space-time continuum and destroy the entire universe. Or alternatively, they could come face to face and simply pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future 2, uh, for anyone who yeah. got lost in my impression of doc brown yeah and so that was the other interesting part about it too because like both to paul's when they meet because they do meet in this episode yes they do had no like existential crisis whatsoever about it they were no they both maintained their vulcan rationality just of okay let's get down to business like it was like as as if it was nothing there was (laughs) yeah and and I think any other character who had had who would have had that experience would have 
yeah, Back to the Future 2 did, they would have fainted, right? <laughs> and, you know, the other thing, too, is... So, y- we keep talking about T'Pol and um, Trip. I think this only deepens that storyline. I think this only takes it even further with the interaction and the conversation that T'Pol Alpha and T'Pol Beta had with one another. Yeah. Because it wasn't just, you know, her Trellium D addiction, but it was, and it wasn't just the, what was, what did T'Pol, what was the words that she used? The exploration of emotion Mm -hmm. and sexual, you know, um, sexual exploration with one another when they made love that one time. Um, Yep. It was more than that, and I'm like, oh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna see more of this to pull trip thing in the future. Would you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they they hinted at it. It seems like this entire series, but. Even even though that version that got together was an alternate timeline, I feel like they're inevitably like no matter what going to get together. Yeah, because okay. when when they both reacted to finding out that they end up together, neither of them seemed particularly surprised. I didn't think like it seemed like it seemed natural to them. Like, oh yeah, I could marry him and and her and have kids. So. Um, so one thing, Jason, is last episode. Yeah. Maybe it was two episodes ago. Um, in the episode called Damage. Yes. I made a big stink about how, how Archer steals from... (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to bring this up. Yeah, from um, from the Koval the the sorry, not the Kovalin, but um, uh oh, uh, uh, Casey Briggs. It was uh, Illyrian. Yes, 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 Illyrian, Illyrian. Yes, Casey Briggs. Yes. So they steal. Uh, was it warp coils or was it plasma injectors? No, it was warp coils. Yeah. It was warp coils. So Archer stole yeah. so, uh, warp coils. So I made a big deal. I was just really disturbed by that and bummed out by it. And I was like, you know, I th- I need resolution here. I do think, even though they half-assed it, because Lorian would have known about that incident because it would have been part of their story. Like... Lorian seemed pretty diligent. I'm sure he was reading the logs. I'm sure he knew that they did this. Sure. And so that that became part of his psyche or culture or his social norms. Like he his yeah. entire life was in an environment where his history was that this is okay. And we also have to remember that Lorian's captain was Jonathan Archer. Mm-hmm. 
So the fact that he then did that to Enterprise, to me, that was yeah. was the like the like um, the button the button that I was looking for in okay. that issue. Yeah. But then they kind of half-assed it at the end of like, okay, well, don't do that again. Okay, now let's go with the Zindi weapon. And, you know, it, it kind of did fizzled out, but. I feel slightly resolved because I feel like at least maybe Captain Archer had to feel a little bit like I caused this, this, this new crisis. This is, this is karma. And this is the definition of karma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Karma is a B. And that's why I was like, ah, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so do you think they did that deliberately? See that, like they wrote, like they so they wrote that and and damage, yeah. And then the writers are like, okay, you know what? We're gonna add this little bit, and it's karma to me to yes. this to this episode. Yes. And you know me, I'm I'm very altruistic with my with my fiction. Yes, you know what goes around has to come around otherwise my yes. brain can't handle it and i feel slightly yes. resolved even though they kind of to me it would have been better if like lorian had stolen it and actually disappeared and then they had to figure and the enterprise had to figure something else out oh wow. <laughs> well they would have been but the, the the thing is though that they would have been adrift right? yeah but they would have and, to figure something else out but it was like yes. he could have had a moment of like this is my fault. Like we're, we're yeah. marooned because I normalized this behavior and, and yeah. now the new captain did this and uh, yeah. here we are. And he has to reconcile that. But I'm like, you Padawan, you <laughs> learned too much out of that one. You learned it from my playbook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought you were going to bring that up. Cause I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> And and in the initial meeting, right? Uh, Lauren makes a big a make like he makes a comment that he says, "Oh, our plasma injectors are old and out of date, and you know aren't wouldn't be able to handle the energy um, transfer." But and I was like, "Oh." So I, that kind of stuck with me for a little bit. I'm like, okay, I think this is going to come back. Mm-hmm. But I did not expect him to pull an archer and steal. And then he shoots his own. He shoots his own father. Yeah, I know, right? Without hesitation. Yeah. Although at the same time, you know, he he feels. You you understand though where he's coming from though right because yeah. mm-hmm. you know he he hesitated he hesitated the first time yeah we didn't talk about that so like yeah when they because they went back in time it was a generational ship they waited until the moment when the first probe for those who haven't been following along with us there was an initial smaller version of the weapon that went to Earth and killed 7 million people. That was like a prototype. So that initial probe obviously launched, um, I don't know, a year ago, whatever it was, uh, 
And Lorien was meant to stop that one, but he hesitated. And the probe went as as planned and killed 7 million people. And Lorien carried that with him. Like, he could have stopped it, but he didn't. Um, you know, uh, was his reasoning that if he had, he would have compromised the mission of destroying the larger weapon? Or did he just hesitate because he wasn't prepared? Yeah, so he... Uh, yeah, so... Uh... His reasoning was that he didn't want to sacrifice his crew. Got it. Yeah, so, you know. Which is which is a completely... So, it, so the reason why this was reminiscent of Children of Time, uh, for me, Deep Space Nine, was because I was like, okay, if you help them get to their final destination you lorian are essentially eradicating your timeline basically mm-hmm. the enterprise will never get thrown back and you will not exist so i'm like are they gonna play it that way got it yeah right yeah um but then i was like but then but they're not stuck in the past though um yeah you know, they're not stuck in the past. They're both here. There's no tangent, as Doc Brown would say. They're both here in 2152. It's not like they're in an alternate 2152 or an alternate past where if they go home, where if Enterprise Alpha goes home, they eradicate their timeline. No, they're both in 2152. So in my mind, that's why it remind the ending, to me anyways, this is me, uh, that, you know, I'm like, I'm like 50, like I'm on a 50, 50 split where it's like, were they destroyed? Was enterprise beta destroyed mm-hmm. by the Kovalans or, you know, alternatively, as you had mentioned, because they didn't get thrown back, you know, 117 years, mm-hmm. They just never cease to exist. And in my mind, I would like to think they fought gallantly at Waterloo. Yeah, I I think I'm of the same mind. I think the Kalvalans destroyed them, right? Yeah. And they they ended up sacrificing themselves. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's what happened, too. And then one small thing. Um, to pull Beta... Mm-hmm. You know, old Tabal and her interaction um, confronting Lorian after T'Pol Alpha has said, you know, or who was it, Archer or T'Pol, that confronted old T'Pol and said, I think it was T'Pol Alpha that had said, oh, Lorian's calculations are incorrect. And, you know, and then old T'Pol confronts Lorian. That was a very Palpatine kind of lord vader kind of interaction um between mother and son in my mind because she was like you know the even the wording something 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> Dax, I no 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 nothing like that but yeah it it just felt very emperor lord vader kind of interaction i hear you yeah i get it 
All right. Well. It, so yeah. the other thing that I want to say, sorry to interrupt, no, right. but the other thing, the one of the last things I want to say, uh, directed by Lieutenant Bellana Torres, Roxanne Dawson. Yeah. Awesome. And then the one thing that kind of left me a little bit longing was that because in my mind or in my opinion, we we've gone through three you know we're in the bulk of a good part of three seasons of a franchise of a franchise what left me was i i was a little bit longing for some more character development and this is a big criticism of mine of this of enterprise anyways because we don't we haven't gotten to do a really like in-depth like get to know Hoshi Sato, Mayweather, Trip, Tapal, Archer, um, you know, because we haven't done those character-based episodes that much in this series. Um, I thought it would have been a little bit more powerful if they had done that building up to this episode, where they meet their ancestors, you know, where they meet their descendants, and it's become this really character like you know they could pull from you know stories from archer stories from to from trip from reed from sato you know all those all their descendants could have pulled stuff and made it a really you know i think a little bit more of an interesting episode if they had done that but that's just me i agree yeah this this episode or this season the pacing is so focused on this this main arc they've had to introduce so much new stuff um it does feel like what you're talking about has suffered yeah yeah but like i i totally agree with you it's a it was a great episode nonetheless um and the other thing i wanted to talk about was I know I know I just mes- me- mentioned this a couple episodes ago. I can't quite figure out all this subspace stuff. These these corridors. Mm-hmm. Um I can't figure out if they're all connected. Like is the Harbinger dude and the Kavalins occupying the same subspace? No, I don't think so. So, the subspace that they were talking about for the Kovalans, I think they just inhabit this nebula. Isn't aren't weren't they just passing through a nebula? But it um and this was just the Kovalan kind of like territory. So, so is is the idea that it was a straight shot? Because they're they're trying to make the rendezvous, and going around the nebula would take longer than the straight shot. That, yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. So I think so. I think what it is is that this nebula just so happens to have hold, like but, a but hold on though didn't like a tunnel kind of deal to get a tunnel shortcut through a big portion of space to get to where Degra was or is. See, see I, thought, the the I thought, um, because last time we saw Degra, 
they barely es- Degra helped them <clears throat> escape a uh, reptilian Zindi attack. Yes. And I thought Degra told them to go through subspace or something because it was faster. But maybe I just assumed when he said corridor, he w- maybe I just assumed that this corridor was subspace. But I, I see what you're saying. It's just like a tunnel. Yeah, okay. like a wormhole kind of deal, you okay. know. And that's what it looked like to me. Like they entered a nebula and it there, there happens to be a wormhole that opens up and it opens up you know, uh, at this rendezvous point. I could be wrong. <laughs> well, because I don't know if you remember, like, way back in season two, there's an episode called The Crossing. Oh, my gosh. And there was... <laughs> season two. Oh, man. I, think, you, I okay. think you'll remember this episode, though. There was this this alien species... That would like suck the souls out of the Enterprise crew. It was the most oh the mushroom thing that one. Mm, I don't know if... the fungus. They were they were sort of incorporeal. They were like spirits. They were like ghosts, and they would like suck the ghost out of the spirits out of the Enterprise crew. And their reasoning was is they wanted to experience. Because I think they would like switch places. It would like they would like take your soul and they put their soul in you, and then they'd like possess your body. And this was their way of like, oh, this is what it feels like to have a corporeal experience. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, Wow, that's a cool episode. But (laughs) um, (laughs) that's a really cool episode because they were from another realm. Yes. And they were like coming to our realm. Yeah. And and to me to me that other realm was another instance of subspace. Yes, probably. Yeah. yeah. And and I Okay, so Yeah. So I think you we're going to have to So I think to help everyone, I think that this is a multi Oh boy, it's going to sound Marvelly, um, but uh, you know, I think in this instance, I think yes, there is you know different. There is subspace, but there's also different universes, and you know, I think, and this is what a lot of science fiction, and particularly Star Trek, has done, is that you enter through one, let's say, black hole or anomaly or nebula or whatever, and you could potentially open up a gateway to a different universe, uh, you know, a different part of space, a different galaxy, a completely different universe. And I don't think this is like, you know, one realm here and that the, you know, let's say Kovalans, Illyrians, or the non-corporeal aliens and Mm -hmm. the the harbinger uh, group the yeah the harbinger thank you the aliens who are trying to um enter our this the sphere makers yeah the sphere makers thank you i think they all occupy different parts of different universes not just one other universe like let's say we have ours and they have theirs i think there's multiple and I think they're playing with that in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, because didn't you say in another series there's there's like a mushroom species? Yeah, there's a there was a mycelial species, and then there's you know fluidic space, and then there's other aliens from different you know realms, and then you know even non corporeal aliens from a wormhole. Got it. So, all right. Okay. It's all good. It is. It is a bit hard to track when like. It just barely gets touched on in an episode, and you're kind of like, yeah. like, wait, was it, is it that subspace that this group is from? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's- See, I think they're playing around with you know that the theory that there are multiple, 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 multiple universes. Okay. You know, I like it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a that's a theory that we have now. Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah, the Schrodinger's cat thing with like yes thank yeah. you yes with like the the multiverses and how the only way to explain the behavior of some subatomic particles is there must be like multiple iterations of the universe yes. because there's just yes there's like too much energy exerted or something to explain it only being in one place it must be going to other places I think I probably like really bastardizing that, but I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that's how. Yeah. Um, Cause we don't know, right? I have you a know. degree in so. business, so, you know, I don't know <laughs> science stuff. <clears throat> well, good man. It was a good episode. I enjoy this a lot. The last couple episodes have been really fantastic. So yes, they it's have been a good payoff. Yeah. Well, Jason, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this episode? No. Nope. I think we covered it. I think right? we covered it. Yeah, I think we got it. Yeah, I think we got it. So the big question is are you caught up on Andor? I am caught oh. up. I have watched episode four. Man. It's so good. It's so good. It's so it is good. It's so good. It's so good. And and you know Diego Luna is totally invested and involved uh with this character because wow wow <laughs> wow so cool yeah and 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 can i ask you yeah are we getting enough coruscant for you already yeah four episodes in yeah i was so stoked when they they showed coruscant i was a little bumped when they're like coruscant capital of the god i guess some people need to know that like I didn't need the the prompt of sure sure but sure maybe there's some newbies who don't know that course but that was a little bit of that was Rogue One though that's true every planet that's true yeah uh-huh. I think that I think that's been cool that was very Rogue One that you know they went to Wobani and Scarif and all these other yeah yeah yep it's been fantastic I love um. Uh, I, I think the characters are amazing. The dialogue is amazing. The music is really good. It's very suspenseful. Like you always feel the suspense, um, without it being too like heisty. Like you know, which I feel like it's gonna mm-hmm. eventually be like that when they go and steal the payroll. Spoiler alert to anyone: turn the podcast off if you don't want to be spoiled for Andor. Uh, but I think it's eventually gonna turn into kind of a heist thing but um just the way they 
right out of the gate, just him trying to cover his tracks and uh, them still having like him having meaningful interactions while on the run. It's just been beautifully done. I just absolutely love it. And they've, they did the impossible, which is make you care for an Imperial officer you know the the female the lady um oh really yeah. oh okay okay you know you okay. like you, you feel you feel for yeah her. just the conflict like the um the the uh you know her not being treated equitably like just sure you know, just kind of dealing with kind of workplace politics and just like basically just because she's a woman she's like kind of treated like garbage Yes, yes. And I just just had this moment of like, you feel like you want her to succeed, but you're like, wait a minute, she's the bad guy. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way. That's just how I felt. (laughs) You know, the only thing that I can think of at the moment was, I'm like, and the the other Imperial officer, um, Internal Security Bureau officer, reminded her to steady the ladder before she climbed it. And I was like, yeah, dude, this is exactly what she's doing. But 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 at the same time, I was like, she's got a really good point. I mean, if you if she had built more evidence, I think she's gonna turn um, the the ISB director mm-hmm. uh, around. Yeah, I think the older guy. Yeah, the... yeah, and I think he he gave her that that like he gave her that assurance or yeah. you know like little lead privately that mm-hmm. you know. That if, if that if she continues to build that evidence, that yes, yeah, she could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, that that actor played a character Kyborn or Kyburn in Game of Thrones, and I was oh, I was really okay. happy to see okay. him. Okay. But like, did I mean? Didn't you think that it was just because she was a woman that she was kind of being treated uh, that way? Yeah, I. You know, I hate. You know, I really don't like to do that, and although. Mm-hmm. I'm not fascist enough to like to yeah. even think that way, but like I thought she was just I thought it was just you know for me, I did not, and I could be wrong, Star Wars fans tell me, um, and you know, but I thought it was just her trying to get into jurisdiction that was not hers, right um mm-hmm. because I didn't think she had. Because they didn't present, like, enough evidence for me to say, okay, you know, yeah, you have a point here, right? This is just, you know, a young uh, head of security of a system. Is that what she is, right? Two systems or Two something? systems, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I thought, you know, she was just being, trying to climb the ladder. And, you know. Yeah. I, so I equate her... With the Morlana security guard that disobeyed orders and got everybody, you know, got the Morlana security uh, team killed and or, you know, then disbarred the the young corporal, mm-hmm. you know, the one who gets slapped by his mother. Yeah. I guess it's just to me, though, like her request, as she said, was just was not unreasonable. Like. You yeah. would expect some coordination. I mean, they're on the same side. Sure. And, like, it wouldn't be unreasonable 
for two officers to coordinate something like that. Sure. Because it would be a win for both of them if yes. they were um, to to solve that that mystery of, of what happened with that, that unit. Um, so, but, but that also, like, plays into, like, that also plays, though, counterly to what Rogue One and what seemingly Andor is going to continue is that the rebellion, obviously, and the Empire isn't this, yay, we're on the same team. <laughs> you know, there are people who are, you know, trying to, like, climb the ladder and they are, you know, driven by their egos and stuff and, you know, they want to get ahead and, you know, become the next commander of a big star destroyer or something like that. Like, I love that fact that they are showing whether they're doing it on purpose or not. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they're showing that it's disjointed and, you know, just because you all fly the Imperial flag doesn't mean, you know, we're all, you know, in the same rowing in the same direction and that we don't all have our individual like wants and needs within a bureaucracy, which I love. Can I just say, I love how much bureaucracy there is. Yeah. Yeah. I know you do. I know. But I'm like, wow, what, you have a police force. What was the one? So I think you're talking about Kern. Kern's main boss the one that uh, the female officer was trying to get information mm -hmm. from. What was his motivation for... Sh like, wouldn't he also be commended if he were to help uncover what she called, like, a pattern of similar... Sure, sure. Like, I think he had something to you gain would... there, but, like, he... I, I think she she was being... Um, she, uh, there, there's, there was, like... Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just wonder what his intentions were. Like, I I understand the the he was saying that it was like a threat, like that she needed to, you know, pay her dues or whatever before. I think it was just like butt out basically. This is my jurisdiction. I, you know, like this is my turf, and I could see people. You know, if someone comes up to you know somebody else and says, oh. You know, I'm in, you know, I want to get in on your turf. You know, some people get a little bit territorial like that. See, I guess, I guess I just took it as like, like workplace discrimination because to, okay. me, to okay. me, it was obvious okay. that like if he had helped her, then he also could have like, um, remedied the, the calamity that, that, um, sure. his, his underlings had created. Like if, if they had worked on that together, it would have helped both of their careers. But I feel like he was discriminating sure. against her. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, yeah, it's totally possible. I just think it's, I just think this is an imperial, like, ridiculousness of, like, you know, I serve the Empire, but, yeah, you mm -hmm. know, I'm going to climb the ladder and this is my turf. Yeah. I thought it was just you know again territorial like this is my turf and you stay in your lane and i'll stay in mine yeah i get it there's there's so much good stuff though i mean you know uh, 
uh, Casa's tribe, how they're all like kids, because like all the, the yes. grown-ups were killed in the mine, uh, apparently. Um, and it was like this kind of like Lord of the Flies vibe. Yes. Um, but they were still super tight-knit and like functioning as a, a functioning society. And, and he's still looking for yeah. her. I mean, spoiler alert, yeah. I mean, you know, Cassian is looking for a sister, basically. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> wow, okay, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And um, what, what was the other the other thing that I really liked? I mean, your, your boy from Hunt for Red, Hunt for Red October is just yeah, crushing Stone it. Yeah, Stone Skarsgård, yeah. He's just absolutely crushing it. Yeah. So... They're both pretty deceptional characters. I mean, he puts on makeup mm. and like a different hairdo, yeah. and he get, gets up as a art collector dealer yeah. kind of deal yep. as a front. Yep. Which I don't know if you looked online. There is all kinds of I have all not. kinds of I Easter eggs that people are pointing out. Oh, really? Like major ones. So in his gallery, there's. Um, the the armor for star killer the there is an image of the door to the jedi temple that has the mortis um no the kidding. the father the, the son the daughter the son and yeah, the daughter it, okay it's like uh ruins of that door like their hands yeah 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 okay um, okay i think someone pointed out a wookiee helmet from, okay. Like, it seems like everything in those shots is from another Star Wars thing. Sure, 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 which sure. Is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that that's really cool. I'm not surprised they did that. I'm not surprised at all because that's a, you know yeah. that's you know what they want. Um, even though it's for like you know half a second. Um, but yeah, no, that's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, and then. So, um, uh, with, with Mon Mothma and her husband's dinner party, um, I don't know if (laughs) political trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you caught one of the guests is, uh, Ray's grandma, Sly Moore, the creepy bald. I'm, I'm being a little tongue in cheek here, but you know, um, you know, with the idea that Palpatine had kids. Like, okay, well, who are the women around him? Well, one of them is this Slymore alien, this Umbaran lady. Really? Yeah. Oh, so okay. If they show the I, dinner party. I did hear Slymore, but I did not. Yeah. I think they will. I think they will. Yeah. And, like, what if, what if Palpatine shows up as an unexpected guest? Yeah, maybe, maybe I I couldn't I would not put it past them. And then um, the uh, the other party she alluded to. Do you think Do you think that was um, Organa? I do. I do too. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. I do. The one that she trusts. Yeah, yeah I do. I do believe it is going to be uh, Bale. Uh, ba- yeah. Uh, what's his name? The, the actor um matt santos um jimmy smith yeah mm-hmm. i do believe that he will i i do believe that he will make a cameo yeah i mean yes. he just shot all those scenes in um obi-wan kenobi like he's ready to go like yeah, yeah. exactly yeah 
Yeah, exactly. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> I, ho I actually hope we don't get too high in the Imperial hierarchy just cause, you know, I hope we don't get to the Darth Vader level. I, I hope we don't get to the too much of a Palpatine level. I hope we keep it you know, lower imperial kind of security. Although I think we're going to go to the Senate. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in the trailer they showed the Senate. Okay, okay, um, okay. And then, and then I'm excited that... And I'm glad that they're mentioning all the other splinter cells. Yeah, um, yep. Me too. Because um, Star Wars, to me, has that issue when you're trying to watch some of this prequel stuff of trying to keep track of factions. It's like Separatist, Trade Federation, Rebellion. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many smaller yeah. little cells, and um, I have a hard time track keeping track of them all. Yes. So what do you think this payroll? Why do you think they're going after a payroll? I I just think it's it's your thing of like, you know, it's pragmatic. It's like they need money. The to have a rebellion, you need money. And that you know, that's that's what linked up the art dealer and and Mon Motha is um you know, he's He's putting money to use and having to get it surreptitiously. And uh, I, I just think it's just practical. That's what I think. But but the pay, but the Imperial payroll would have Imperial names on it. Do you think it's because they're trying to... There are names on there that they would use to exploit? No, I think they're stealing money. I think they're literally going into a bank vault and stealing oh, money. Oh, so you think this payroll, this quote-unquote payroll is actually... So you think they're they're trying to break into Fort Knox yeah. of the... And, yeah, okay. they're like going to okay. steal like okay. bullion. <laughs> okay, okay. You think they're trying to steal... Um, Republic credits or yeah. Imperial credits or whatever mm -hmm. the case might be. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, why would you want an Imperial payroll? <laughs> like, they're just names of people. Yeah, I know. Okay. So you think they're lying to Cassian? Mm. No. And that they're, this is a bank heist. No, I think the way he phrased it was a little confusing. But he's, I think he says it's the payroll for an entire quarter and i think he's just saying that like the money is like a distribution point like the money goes there first and then they pay out from there and, and it... oh gotcha 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 okay because whenever i hear payroll to me it's always just you know a list of names of who is getting paid yeah it, I think it can be that, and you very well could be right. I just took it as it's the literal money that but, they're paying yeah, the Imperial okay. employees. That, okay, that, that, your, okay, I'm an idiot. Your 
your interpretation of it makes a whole lot more sense that this is actually an imp- this is a this is a bank heist mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they're going to fort knox and they're trying to steal the gold supply yeah. yeah gotcha yeah that totally makes sense now i'm an idiot no it's it's all right um but but yeah no with like seven people i was like (laughs) (laughs) although they is the one guy an imperial officer he's posing as one to some because he was like i have to get back to shift right to some degree yeah and that that was one of the other things i want to point out i love that they they did the whole um contractor thing you know like like this whole like like military contractor thing Yes, yes. I thought that was such a cool twist, um, or a, such a cool component of, of it that yeah. um, was, again, just, just kind of bringing it down down to earth, metaphorically speaking. So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So if you were that corporal, what did you think of that corporal who completely disregarded his boss's orders? The Morlana security guard mm. that continued the investigation and then got them all in trouble. Yeah, I think his name is Kern. I was like, wow, you arrogant bastard that now has gotten you. What do you think happens to him? Do you think do you think that's the end? He's like, oh, I have to go back to my mother. Do you think he like continues on his own to like hunt down Cassian and um, Stellan's character? Um, well, we saw him go back to his mom. Right. But I don't think that's the end of him, right? That can't be. No, it can't be. Just because he gets disbarred, right? And he gets, they all get expelled. Yeah, I I gotta... And the Empire has to step in for the security. Yeah, I have to look this guy's name because I've been using the wrong name this whole podcast. It's Karn. I've been saying Kern, it's Karn. It's Karn, okay. Surreal. Yeah, Karn. I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered that any either. I don't even remember uh, Stellan's character's name. Mm. Uh, oh, it's Rawl. Luthen Rawl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it's cool that... Um, Fiona Shaw's character, that's where Cassian gets his surname. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, okay, mm. from Marva and Clem Andor. And then he uses his dad's name, his adoptive dad's name, as uh, the, um, the whatchamacallit. Right. His alias. Right, right. On the team. Mm-hmm. And did you know that um, Alan Tudyk is the is the droid? Really? Yeah. They got him back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So I can't remember how the droid, the security droid in Rogue One. But I, but I was trying to figure out: Did they like K two S O? Yeah. Did they take? Did they like um d- download? I'm wondering if, if the old droid becomes the new droid. You know what I'm saying? If they, like, take his hard drive and put oh, it in the new one. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. 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 Okay, so K2SO was captured or 
whatever it was, whatever he was, and then he was reprogrammed. Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, did they reprogram him with this red droid? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. It's just, it's just good, man. It's just great. I, I'm just loving it. And the, the episodes are too short. That's the only, my only complaint. I just want more of it. Um, but. Well, I think, I think this season is slated for twelve episodes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty long for a Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. And then season two is going to unfortunately be the last. Okay. Um, and I think that's gonna have like. A dozen or so episodes but as well i do wonder if they open up the possibility for like a prequel to this show because they they said that he served um possibly he like he went to prison and then he served in a war like he had a very full life before this show that we don't even know about yeah and possibly they, they yeah. could make an entire show just about that for sure for sure yeah possibly um yeah well it's been great i've been i had high expectations and things rarely meet my expectations this somehow um exceeded them so yeah have you watched it multiple times yeah yeah (laughs) i watched the first three episodes like four times and then wow this episode four i watched twice okay okay because yeah. <laughs> i know you texted me and you were like uh round two and i'm like wow <laughs> round two it's only been out for a couple of weeks or days i think at that point it only been out a couple of hours yeah <laughs> but yeah so i i yeah i'm looking forward to talking about it every week it's 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 been, it's been yeah. awesome so there was something else. I, I can't remember what it was, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, t- I'll tell you next week or something. So. Okay. Okay. Was it about his childhood? The bar? The friends on... Barra? Um, what else would there be? Uh, yeah. Because I know they've made references to like the other oh, planets. Oh, I know what it was. It was the, it oh, was okay, the bar. Ahead. Okay. Because. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, um, people listening, Jason and I are talking on phones. My phone um, is dying. Uh, so if it does die, I'll just sign off and whatever. But we'll just keep talking until it dies. Um, yeah. So um, one of the things that was like a bitter pill to swallow of Rogue One was when um, uh, Andor gets some intel from another rebel and the stormtroopers are closing in on them. And the the other rebel has, has like a disability and Andor has to climb away and he knows that this guy's not going to be able to escape. And so Andor is like, don't worry, it's going to be okay, and like comforts the guy, and then executes him, and then Andor yeah. escapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really? You thought that was cruel? Okay. Um, keep, sorry, keep going. Well, it's just, if nothing else, it was very un-Star Wars, but um, 
Um, But, you know, I think you can fill in the blanks of what Andor was thinking, which is that either this guy is going to get killed in a bad way by stormtroopers so I can kill him mercifully or, or he's going to get captured and tortured because we, because we know they have probe droid. They have those uh, tortured droids and that will, you know, that'll give away the location of bases and stuff like that. But, but it was still a, a very like, you know, it harkens back to something I always talk about in this podcast of like, you know, this idea of, of your, you're taking action based on what you assume is a certainty because like, you know, what if, what if you left him there and then, I don't know, a meteorite fell out of the sky and hit the stormtroopers, and then the guy was fine. And, and now, sure. now you didn't just kill an innocent man, you know, there's, sure. to, you know, just to be like, really like, like whatever about it. But, um, so there's that, but so in this show, something very similar happens in the first episode when um, oh um, the two officers try to arrest or they they try to take a bribe from Andor, and they're roughing him up. He accidentally kills one of them, but the other one starts to um, to plead with Andor. Hey, hey, we'll make up a story. Uh, we'll say that he fell. It was an accident. You know, we'll go in together. Um, he's like walking through this like alternate possibility and Andor still kills him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think it was just an interesting parallel to that Rogue One scene because uh, it filled in the blank, but it didn't matter because it was like, oh, the, oh, there's another um, possibility here. But the reality is, is there's not another possibility like there's yep. just the survive his you know him or me basically that's exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly that's exactly what they're building i think in his character that's exactly what diego luna is doing with his character yeah with his character is that i mean the the first what two or three episodes you know, it started when they were kids, when he was a kid, you know, they had to survive on their own, you know, as yes, they had to survive as a pack of, you know, the same kid, you know, um, same pack or group of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, you get a certain group of friends, like a small group of friends and a small, you know, pack or whatever, and then that's what you do, right? He's trying to survive, and that's exactly the the story that that he's writing about this character is that it's just about survival, right? I, and and I honestly didn't think he could take that chance. And honestly, for I was like, okay, he's not going to take that chance. This is Cassian Andor. He's not going to take that chance. He's not going to trust that officer, that security officer, or or any like alternate um, possibility. Yeah, because it wasn't a um, a realistic possibility. This guy was presenting. Hey, don't worry, we'll go in and we'll tell them the guy. Yeah, exactly. We didn't believe it, but like this show, like spelled it out. Whereas in Rogue One. They didn't, but it was still the exact same effect of like, um, 
you know, hey, what if he still gets away? What if what if he's fine? He's like, no, it, it's that's like not going to happen. And and then he's responding to it. And I just thought yeah. that was cool. Um, at least that was my interpretation of, of why they had that as like one of the first scenes in this show uh, was just uh, just an echo of that from Rogue One. Okay. And, and solidifying like that decision that he made in Rogue One. For sure. So I just I for just sure. thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, yeah, that's exactly what they're painting for his character and his, you know, his arc. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I I do like how uh, you're <laughs> you're like yeah he killed him. Yeah, no, I was like, you know, but, but because you, because you went through all of the things that, that would have happened to him for sure. Mm. Like he could, he would probably would have been tortured. Yeah. He probably would have been captured. Yep. So it was a mercy kill for sure. Mm. It was a mercy death for sure. And he was saving him for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I had no problem with that in Rogue (laughs) One. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Not only did you kind of like, you know, give away the position between those two, you know, between you and Cassian, but now, you know, unfortunately, you know, you can't make the jump or whatever it was, the climb. I don't remember it was a what climb. it was to get away from. Oh, okay. Okay. A big climb. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he's like, oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. Right. So, and then, yeah. So what's the alternative? He's going to get captured by the tailing stormtroopers and i believe he was wearing a rebel uniform wasn't he oh i don't he was still in his uniform if i remember correctly i don't remember that but oh okay um, i could be wrong i could be wrong yeah possible it's my second favorite star wars movie but you know it's been a while after rise of skywalker i know uh no (laughs) all right man i gotta sign off my phone's gonna die yep okay Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it as Thank always. Thank you. Everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, please uh, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, all the things. We really appreciate it. And follow us on Twitter, Captain's Quarters Pod. And until next time, uh, live long and prosper. And may the force be with you. See you.